We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here she is. Melania Trump's first public appearance since contracting COVID-19. Then, Trump versus 60 Minutes. The moment he abruptly ended the interview and the final showdown. Inside the epic face-off here in Nashville. Debate number two will have a mute button. Some say that that actually works to the president's advantage. And Rudy Giuliani, tricked by Borat. It happened inside this swanky Manhattan hotel. What we've learned about the actress who tried to set up the president's lawyer. This is a hit job. Then, missing hiker mystery. Does her story really add up? There seems to be more of the story. Could she really have survived 12 days without food or water? And first it was toilet paper. Now the new item's in short supply before the second wave hits. This family wants an outdoor heater. Good luck with that. Sold out, sold out, back order. Plus, how they kept things COVID safe at the big country music show. Whose lips have you been kissing? Shania Twain, performing with mannequins. He's inside a cave. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. After privately recovering from COVID-19, the First Lady is once again out and about. Melania Trump appeared today in public for the first time since her diagnosis. She's traveling with the president to Nashville for the final debate of the campaign. Anne Mercagliano begins our coverage. Melania Trump resurfaces today just in time for the president's final debate. Her absence has been unprecedented, but there she is looking beautiful and healthy as she accompanied her husband to Air Force One on their flight to Nashville. At one point, the president put his arm around her waist. It's the first time we've seen her since she was afflicted with COVID-19. Melania's chief of staff defended her absence from the campaign trail, saying the first lady was prioritizing the health and care of herself and her family, all of whom just recovered from COVID. Kate Anderson Brower is author of Team of Five. It's absolutely unprecedented that we haven't seen the first lady on the campaign trail. Uh, she is, as we know, a very private first lady, but usually in the last couple of weeks of a campaign, uh, first ladies are out there softening their husband's images and really making their husbands more relatable uh, to the American American public. Just as Melania reemerges, her former close friend Stephanie Winston Walkoff has released another secretly recorded conversation, this time about Melania's surprise that Beyonce was on the September 2018 cover of Vogue. Anna gave the a September issue of Vogue cover complete edit, complete complete everything to uh, Beyonce. She hired black photographer, and it's the first black photographer ever doing cover of Vogue. What? 
That is insane. Well, that's what I, I read. The September issue made history as the first time a black photographer had been hired to shoot the cover in 126 years. This woman is a fraud. Melania's chief of staff condemned the tapes as hand-picked, nonsense, and presented with no context. Shame on her for this continued attempt at character assassination. And while tonight's final debate face-off is sure to generate headlines as President Trump and Joe Biden try to win over any still undecided voters, just hours before taking the stage, the president had something else on his mind, his ongoing war with 60 Minutes. Megan Alexander has more on that. President Trump made good on his threat today to release his own recording of his 60 Minutes interview with Leslie Stahl. The unedited interview, 37 minutes and 52 seconds, was posted with the caption, look at the bias, hatred and rudeness. Right from the get-go, the president appears ready for battle. You wouldn't say that to Biden, what you just said to me. The way you said that yeah. is why people think of you and everyone else's fake news. You know, I didn't want to have this. Kind of, of course you did. No, I didn't. Of course you did. No, I didn't. Well, then you brought up a lot of subjects that well, I said were I'm inappropriately ask you brought tough up. Questions. They were inappropriately but, brought up right from the beginning. The president abruptly cuts the interview short. I think we have enough of an interview here. Okay, that's enough. Let's go. Now, 60 Minutes is responding, saying in a statement, the White House's unprecedented decision to disregard their agreement with CBS News and release their footage will not deter 60 Minutes from providing its full, fair and contextual reporting, which presidents have participated in for decades. The show posted its own official excerpt. We created the greatest economy in the history of our country. And the other side you was know coming that. in. You know that's not true. It is totally true. No. Virtually every number was the best. Joe Biden was also interviewed for the 60 Minutes election special by CBS Evening News anchor Nora O'Donnell. Deborah spoke with Nora today. She's set to anchor CBS's coverage of tonight's presidential debate. At the very end, before the president cut short his interview with Leslie Stahl, he said, Joe Biden is just getting softball questions. You were the one asking the questions. Were they softballs? <laughs> no, they were not. Nor is the tradition of Nora O'Donnell, the journalist. You know, you will see a vigorous exchange uh, in this interview. The clip that we released today is on that very contentious issue of whether if the Democrats win in November, whether they plan to pack the Supreme Court. They're going to study the issue. And that's why you see conservatives reacting very strongly to that and why I really pressed him on that issue, because he has refused to answer the question in the past and he answered it with us. The eyes of the world will be on Belmont University here in Nashville, where the debate will take place tonight under strict COVID-19 protocols. The audience will be limited, and it's expected that two plexiglass shields will separate the candidates. Debate number one was an absolute train wreck. Debate number two will have a mute button. Um, some say that that actually works to the president's advantage. Well, certainly President Trump's campaign advisors are saying that will it will work to his advantage. They believe that the longer that Joe Biden speaks, the longer that he he may have the opportunity to trip up in his own words or get numbers uh, confused. Most of the debate is really that vigorous exchange back and forth, and that won't be muted. And so I think we're going to see very similar to what we saw in the first debate. And I think it's going to be not only contentious, I think it's going to get personal and I bet it will get a little bit ugly.
as they say, stay tuned. The president's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, is hitting back today at actor Sasha Baron Cohen. He says he was tricked into appearing in his new Borat movie. Steve Fabian reports Giuliani calls it a hit job and labels Cohen a stone-cold liar. I go to America! A firestorm surrounds the new Borat movie after it was revealed that President Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, was the target of a very edgy prank. The prank happened here at the upscale Mark Hotel in Manhattan. Giuliani says he thought he was sitting down for a legitimate interview about the president's response to the pandemic. But what Giuliani did not realize was that the reporter interviewing him was actually an actress working for Sasha Baron Cohen. The woman at the center of the uproar is a little-known 24-year-old actress from Bulgaria, Maria Bakalova. She plays Borat's daughter in the movie. Screenshots from the movie were published by Variety and Britain's The Guardian newspaper. Rudy Giuliani is seen helping the woman take her microphone off, and then there is a scene where it appears that Rudy Giuliani's hand goes down his pants. Borat runs into the room in a pink bikini, and that's when Rudy Giuliani realized that he was being pranked. Giuliani spoke about the incident during a radio interview. I'm tucking my shirt in. I assure you that's all I was doing. When I get up, she says something about, do I want a massage? I realize now that this is a setup. He also tweeted, at no time before, during, or after the interview was I ever inappropriate. If Sasha Baron Cohen implies otherwise, he is a stone-cold liar. Stephen Colbert ridiculed Giuliani's account last night. I watched the footage. Why did you go into a bedroom at the suggestion of a young woman to have cocktails to take off a mic? I take off a mic every night. Never once have I reclined on a king-size bed. When Cohen and the actress appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live, she stole the show. <laughs> Literally. Borat's subsequent movie film starts streaming on Amazon Prime tomorrow. The nation breathed a sigh of relief when that mom who'd been missing in Zion National Park for nearly two weeks was found alive. Now, one of the police officers involved in the search says he's got questions about the mom's story. He says, quote, it does not add up. Her story doesn't add up. That's what a local cop who took part in the search is saying about the missing hiker found after 12 days in rugged Zion National Park. There seems to be more of the story. It's very confusing. A sheriff's sergeant says there are discrepancies and questions that do not add up, including initial reports about Holly Cortier's water supply that kept her alive for all those days. The sergeant says the Virgin River, which runs through the park, contains high levels of toxic bacteria. The park's website warns, avoid contact with the Virgin River and all streams until further notice. Keep dogs away so they do not drink the contaminated water. A dog can die in as little as 15 minutes. But Holly's sister tells Inside Edition, Holly did not drink the river water. She was aware of the bacteria. Several times, she used the water to rinse out her mouth. She did not consume water the entire time she was in Zion, and as a result, was extremely dehydrated when she was rescued. Our survival experts spelled out this warning about going more than three days without water. Not having water for three days, you're in big trouble. Holly's sister sent Inside Edition this photo, showing how Holly carved out the days on a tree. The sister also revealed to CBS this morning that Holly was found after two hikers spotted a hammock she had strung up and called in a tip. 
She just said that um, she felt like she was dying a slow death. Holly's sister claims she hit her head on a tree and was disoriented, but one police official questions that, saying there should have been more signs of that injury when she was found. Does CNN anchor Chris Cuomo practice what he preaches? He urges his viewers to wear a mask after having battled COVID-19 himself, but now he's being accused of not doing so himself. CNN anchor Chris Cuomo is under fire today for allegedly not wearing a mask in his New York City apartment building. A just leaked letter from the building's management declares, you have been observed entering and exiting the building and riding the elevator without the required face coverings. Even though staff members have asked you to comply with this requirement, you have refused to do so. Cuomo, who battled COVID over the summer at his home in the Hamptons, was threatened with a $500 fine in the letter, which was delivered to him in August. He has repeatedly been telling viewers the importance of wearing a mask. Please wear a mask. If you don't wear a mask, this virus will not slow down. Now, Cuomo was the one being called out by his arch TV rival, Tucker Carlson. By day, there he is giving you more sermons about how you must wear masks. But by night, He's wandering maskless through his own building, endangering his neighbors. Today, we're learning that famed TV journalist Martin Bashir is battling coronavirus and is seriously unwell. Bashir is best known for his explosive 1995 interview with Princess Diana, in which she pulled back the curtains on the royal family. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. Bashir went on to become host of ABC's Nightline and an anchor on MSNBC. And we're learning that the wig business is booming in the wake of COVID-19. COVID totally ruined my hair game. CeCe Carmichael uses a hairpiece to cover her gray because she's not comfortable going to a salon during a pandemic. I love the color. Raquel, a grandmother from Brooklyn, has another reason for using a wig. She started losing her hair due to stress after her husband was hospitalized for four months with COVID. All of a sudden, I started noticing hair all over. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. Both women have come to wig master Terry Green for help. I've seen an increase of about 50 percent, which is remarkable. Look at the difference a wig makes for these women. Now they really feel like themselves again. Feels absolutely incredible. I just love my hair. Good for them. A number of wig stores are also going online, offering virtual meetings with stylists. Throughout the pandemic, we've shown you how restaurants have expanded their outdoor dining areas. But as winter approaches, that's going to be trickier. And if you're thinking of getting an outdoor heater, maybe for your patio, lots of luck. As Les Trent reports, they are absolutely sold out. I cannot find a heat lamp anywhere. Brienne Volpe hoped to spend time this fall in her backyard with her family and friends. They'd all be warm and cozy under heat lamps like the kind used in restaurants. We literally just went on all these websites. We're like, oh, we'll just order one real quick. We're ordering our furniture and then... Everyone was like sold out, sold out, back order. With so many of us stuck at home, creating a comfortable backyard has become a priority. But if you don't already have the furniture and those heaters, good luck finding them now. 
Fox Business Network correspondent Jackie DeAngelis. Suppliers, for example, weren't anticipating would see high demand this year, so they've not been able to fulfill some of these orders for the last three to six months and maybe possibly even longer. It's not just heaters that are in short supply. Even things like bicycles because people don't want to use public transportation or fishing equipment because that's how they're spending their recreational time. And big freezers, nearly impossible to find. Huge storage freezers, for example, even refrigerators because people want to be able to buy food and store it. At the same time, they're working out at home. They're working at home. You can see uh, if you go to try to buy dumbbells or you're trying to buy fitness bands, they're pretty hard to come by. Lysol disinfectant is still hard to get. These companies promised they were going to beef up the supply chains and get those items back out there. They are out there, but they're still really tough to get because consumers' habits have changed and we're using so much of these disinfectants that it's still hard to keep them on the shelves. Brienne, who lives in Salisbury Mills, New York, found this swing set, but... Our swing set, we had to order us the swing set that wasn't exactly what we wanted because it was the only one we could find and it was so overpriced for what we got. She says being a consumer during the pandemic is stressful. You can't run out of something or you're not going to get it. We'll be back right after this. Next, inside a huge ballot counting facility. A record number of ballots being returned by mail. What happens after you leave your ballot in the drop box? Plus, how they kept things COVID safe at the big country music show. Whose lips have you been kissing? Shania Twain, performing with mannequins. He's inside a cave. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. The director of national security called a rare press conference last night warning that both Iran and Russia are trying to meddle in the election, which brings up a big concern among many. How do you know if your vote is safe and will be counted? Well, we visited one of the busiest ballot counting facilities in the country to find out what precautions they're taking. It's happening everywhere. Millions of voters dropping off their ballots at official ballot boxes across America. Ever wonder what happens next? Inside Edition was given unusual access to one of the busiest voting processing centers in the nation, Orange County, California. Right now, the volumes that I'm seeing coming in on these ballots is historic. Registrar Neil Kelly expects 80% of the votes in Orange County will be returned by mail. That's over 1 million ballots. This processing center will be working 24-7 right up until Election Day. Before your ballot can be opened and counted, your signature needs to be verified. We compare it to your image that's on your record, your, your signature, and if that compares, then it's an eligible ballot and we open it. Then it's scanned into the system. This is the last step. This is where the ballots are actually counted. Is it actually scanned into the computer in this room? In this room, it's scanned into the computer and that digital image is captured. Just like in-person voting, your vote will not be officially counted until the polls close on election day. I can't do anything with the results until 8 o'clock on election night. Interesting. More than 42 million Americans have already cast their ballots. When we come back, the CMT Awards rock the great outdoors. The CMT Awards were held last night, and to keep things safe, a lot of performances were staged outside. This is the 2020 CMT Music Awards. It's an award show unlike any you've ever seen. It took place in the great outdoors. And I don't know how I got to be the to stay safe.
faith, country stars like Luke Bryan and Little Big Town performed in the fresh air. An amphitheater in Nashville served as the home base. Miley Cyrus's kid sister Noah performed in a bodysuit with a barely bare embellished string bikini and matching cowboy hat. Social media lit up with one viewer comparing her outfit to a Victoria's Secret fashion show. Singer Morgan Wallen, who was canceled by SNL for breaking COVID protocol, performed from a cave outside Nashville. Shania Twain performed from a Charlie Chaplin museum in Switzerland, interacting with statues. Oh my gosh, um, thank you so much. Carrie Underwood uh, took home the top award of the night, but it was the great outdoors that stole the show. And speaking of stealing, when we come back, a baby crashes a TikTok video. Finally, a TikTok crasher. Two friends record a TikTok dance. But Baby has other ideas. She steals the phone and the chase is on right through the kitchen. Stop, thief, even though you are awfully cute. It makes it a much better video. See you tomorrow. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. Okay. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 